0: I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence, and I'm joined by Nick Jackson, who is the president of SEMA and finance transformation leader at Oracle. We're talking about a global study that's been undertaken for Oracle, which shows, perhaps unsurprisingly, that COVID-19 has created financial anxiety, sadness, and fear. It would be surprising if that was not the case, but was there anything surprising in the results you found?
1: I think in terms of Surprising, no. In terms of the scale, I think that's the interesting thing, scale and pace. So yes, there is uncertainty from an individual point of view and also from a corporate point of view. So I think individuals are worrying about their the future of the job market and the future of their corporations. And that's reflected in, in the survey. And similarly, from a corporate point of view, you know, what, what does the shape of the, of the emerging from COVID look like? Is it a W? Is it an L? Is it a K? Lots of letters being banded about. And I think that that uncertainty is what is causing some disquiet, I guess, in terms of the nature of the research.
0: Amongst the headlines, we have people seeing robots as a better way to manage their finances, I suppose I ought to clarify for sad sci-fi geeks like me that we are not talking about Daleks. We are not talking about Robbie the Robot. We're talking about software, aren't we?
1: We are, yeah, correct. We're talking about the use of AI, machine learning, etc., to basically undertake tasks, high-volume tasks, repetitive tasks that in the past may have been very people-intensive but actually are much more fittingly done by algorithms etc
0: i'm going to quote another headline to you for, particularly from that section 73% of business leaders trust a robot more than themselves
1: more than themselves imagine you're looking at a whole volume of transactions and you're trying to find the one that, that is a, a, a possible cause of concern who's going to find that more quickly you by casting your da- your eye down the list or a machine that's preset to understand tolerance levels that it should be looking for, so I think it's about the fact that machines can provide so much more certainty for tasks that in the past have been done by done by humans. And the, the nice thing is, of course, it's going that bit further. It's going. It's able to move from just doing the analysis, so just doing the that, that number crunching, transactional stuff, to now providing analysis and understanding what human how humans are interacting with robotics with, with those algorithms, and be, and building that into understanding future future habits.
0: We are putting an awful lot of trust into these algorithms, though. I mean, I'm not that suspicious, but th- there have been concerns voiced that algorithms Knowing need t- to be right, otherwise they are going
1: to do damage. So, so I think you're absolutely right. We have heard of algorithms where, for example, in the recruitment process, it's led to unconscious bias feeding through. So it's very important that there continues to be, and I think this is a human dimension, there continues to be the sense check that makes sure that the algorithms are keeping on track. Also thinking about asking the next question. So the algorithm will be processed to deal with a particular scenario. But I think this is where human intervention comes in, which say, okay, so that's how this process works. What about the next thing? What about the next process? What's the next question you ask as a result of the analysis that comes out as a result? How do you apply, a glib phrase, but professional judgment in this space? And I think there will continue to be very much that role of the human coming in to understand how judgment applies to the results coming out from the machine.
0: Is that happening though? Is that going to happen? Because one of the, the things that is going to happen, we, we can already see perhaps not the shape of the outcome, but the shape of what's happening going into this process, is that the role of finance teams and financial advisors is going to change. It's not going to be the same.
1: Yeah, We might stereotypically think about the traditional pyramid shape of finance. You start off as an AP clerk and you, you gradually move your way up through the levels and become a CFO. That shape is definitely going. So the bottom of that pyramid we're talking about, that is where all the transactional, all the reconciliation, all that work is where the machines are perfectly placed to carry out what was previously done by armies of people. So that's where we see the machine really impacting. What does that mean for finance as a, as a shape? That means finance becomes, well, we did some research a couple of years ago with SEMA, and we found you know finance professionals are going to be moving up. The value curve. So they're going to be becoming much more strategic business partners. They're going to develop. They're going to have areas of specialisms about tax or treasury management, etc. Then the mundane work of transactions, thankfully, I think, is going to be done by the machine. So I think there's a real opportunity for the profession to step into, adding more value, having more influence and impact upon the businesses that they work with.
0: So what you're basically saying is that the number crunchers are not going to be number crunchers anymore because all that's going to be done by the machinery?
1: The crunching, but what they do need to bring is the the understanding of the business and the ability to use the results of that number crunching to tell the story to business leaders, to help those business leaders make decisions on the basis of the numbers that are produced, correct?
0: All right, with your SEMA hat on specifically, rather than your Oracle hat, <laughs> does that not mean that the kind of people in the profession are going to have to change? Are going to have to be more broader personalities?
1: Absolutely. There's there's a real challenge. I think the so we're seeing millennials, Gen Zs, embracing this. I think that it's they've grown up in a world which where AI is normal which their date part of their day to day life. there. Day-to-day banking, they're they're well used to using cloud technologies. Where we feel there is a real challenge is going to be in the mid-career. It's no longer good enough to rely on the training you did 10 years, 15 years ago and expect that to be relevant going in 10 years' time. So we are very much, as a profession, looking at what are the skills required. Again, surveys that we've done with finance leaders, asking them what, what skills they have. We did one a couple of years ago, and only ten percent of finance leaders said they had the right skills required for the digital era. We repeated admit simil- it. Well, what's even more amazing, we repeated a similar survey a year ago, or beginning of yeah, beginning of last year, and that ten percent's gone down to three percent. The reason being that as they're starting to embrace digital more, they're finding this challenge. Actually, the skills they need are data analytics, are some of the The technical skills around understanding how the algorithms work, understanding how how to adapt the technology to support the business. Those are new skills, new capabilities that, that are required. And again, picking up your point about becoming broader personalities, you are right. We can't just be sitting in the back office playing with spreadsheets. That's no longer the world of finance. The world of finance is out there talking to the business, helping the business use the numbers to make informed decisions.
0: All right, let's turn the conversation on its head. I just asked you with your SEMA hat on, let me ask you to put your Oracle hat on where you're the head of financial transformation. What's happened to our relationship with money, whether we're corporate or a retail customer? And what does that mean for the industry? And what does it mean for people who provide solutions to the industry like you?
1: (laughs) So I think money remains... You know, that point of arbitrage, that point of common understanding of what's going on in the business. I often say money is the result of decisions that are made elsewhere in the business. And and that's how I think one should view it, certainly from a corporate point of view. I think it's important to recognize that it's that arbitrage decision. In so doing, what does that mean for, for users? Well, it means they've got to be less frightened of it, I think. I know a lot of people, a lot of um, bits of the business kind of think it's something that is the is the purview of finance, but actually it's the purview of the business as a whole. So that's where technology comes, help, comes in useful because that is focused on giving visibility, increased visibility to different users about what is going on in their organisation. And I see that as part of, we're seeing it in our personal lives, for example, in, in our you know, online banking. I look at my bank balance pretty much every day. Ten years ago, I was lucky if I looked at it once a week. I think well, it's optimistic that, doing that, hoping it'll get bigger. when- <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's just about being in control, making sure no one's no one suddenly found a way into my bank account. You know, it's, it's that sort of stuff. What transactions are happening? And I think I, I, you know, we hear we hear more and more. That's how people are engaging with their with their technology. So I think people are. Expecting to do everything in a much more digital way. We don't expect to go into a bank branch. We don't expect to really to use physical cash, anything like as much as we have done before. COVID has really brought to light how easy it is. Yes, there's a risk of fraud and error, but that seems to be within manageable levels.
0: Well, you, you talked there about the you mentioned the risk of fraud and error, but as a provider of solutions to the financial services industry, what does that mean for the kind of products? And what what are some of the other things you've just mentioned mean for the kind of products that you're being asked to produce or that you are producing because you think that's what the industry needs?
1: So I I think we are placing a lot more onus on the importance of understanding risk. So what we are looking to do is, as we understand new technologies and how they can influence, rather than having them as an add-on, So we talk about RPA robotic process automation, which are often add-ons to core financial systems and help deliver value by streamlining a particular process. What we're looking to do is intelligent process automation, by which I mean bring it into the core solution. And because we develop our or update our systems every three months, we're doing a quarterly release. We're able to keep our systems current on the latest. Ideas, the latest regulatory changes, etc., are also released in a similar way. What that enables our technology to do, therefore, is much more be on top of understanding where the risks and errors are by automatically going through transactions and finding, okay, where are anomalies coming up? We use Robin. You know, you you uh, might have a particular way that you you approach. Take a simple example: expenses. So. You sign off, right? you sign off expenses, and you have a threshold within which you work. We see that certain types of expenses you'll tend to defer back and ask a question about. Other expenses you just rubber stamp through. Well, in future, rather than asking you the question every time to go through that process, we might the machine might then preempt it and say, we assume you're going to just rubber stamp these ten expenses because they're of a type that you've always cleared before. These ones you might want to look at, and therefore that helps to prioritise where you're looking, what you're looking at. Um, so you're getting better insight in terms of what the, what the data is telling you.
0: And you're also making my day more efficient.
1: Correct. And, and highlighting, you know, starting to manage by exception rather than having everything come to you all the time in the same format. And management by exception is, is definitely, yes, much more efficacious and, and, and efficient. Yeah.
0: Nick Jackson, president of SEMA and finance transformation leader at Oracle. Thank you very much.